hello! Welcome to our podcast. We've got Shreya. Hello. Amrita. Hello. Divya. Hi. Sana. Hi. And me, Jedani. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and welcome to episode 10 of the Pen Pod. Double digits, guys! (laughs) We wanted to thank you guys so much for listening every week. Can't believe we've made it to 10 episodes. Thank you guys for sticking with us all the way till now. We really hope you guys enjoyed the last episode about our college experiences. Hopefully you were able to connect to what we discussed in some way. And even if you weren't, we hope that our conversation showed you that everyone has a different experience and that they're all valid. Yeah, and as we're sure you guys know, college life can be very stressful at times. So we wanted to dedicate this episode to sharing how we de-stress and practice self-care. Yeah, and before we get into the self-care, I think it'd be nice for all of us if we just went around and said the biggest thing that was stressing us out. So then once it's out on the table, then we can talk about how we manage that. I could go first. One big stressor is, okay, backstory. I'm planning on applying to dental school and that will be in 2022, which means I have to take the DAT or dental admissions exam in January of 2022 latest, which is this time next year. And that is a four-hour exam. It's not the MCAT, thank God, but it's still so stressful to even think about, but I have to start preparing for it already. And then that kind of just snowballs into once I take the exam, did I do well enough? And if I didn't do well enough, then I won't be able to apply then. But then if I do apply next year, do I get in? And if I get in, am I going to do well in dental school? But if I don't get in, I'm going to have a gap year. And if I have a gap year, oh, what am I going to do? Okay. During should, should, should someone stop her or uh, should spiraling. we let this ball go rolling? <laughs> I think the train just went off the cliff. Like, I think like before, so before you continue, I would just like to say that you are doing your best right now. Yeah. Really you are putting and in all the work and you everything will work out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So you need to also, breathe. I promise like I'm fine. Like I'm planning out my <laughs> life. But at the same time, this is just demonstrating how this is the stressor at the forefront of my mind currently. I think yeah. you've done a very good job demonstrating that. I think now we're all stressed. Yes. Yeah, so following my lead, who would like to go Yeah. <laughs> Um, I can go next. My stressor is somewhat related to yours, Bob. Not in the whole dentist route, but more in I hopefully will be doing or getting into a grad program for linguistics and then a PhD program for neuroscience. But is that big brain? You would think, yeah. right? This is the plan, <laughs> but that requires for me to have all these like little puzzle pieces in place, like ready to be put together. And that starts now when in reality, I'm, uh, I've am i always been like, oh, I'm going to get out of this PhD program theoretically when I'm about 28, 27 years old, right? So I only really join it when I'm like 20, 23 maybe. And I don't realize that 23 is a lot sooner than I think it is. Like I'm not actually going to be 23, I'm probably going to be 22 when I get into this, which means I have like a, a little more than a year to start getting the ball rolling because 
you apply a lot earlier than when you find out you get in yeah. and in order to apply you need to have a lot of stuff prepared before then which means in this current moment i should be doing many things but we're in the middle of a pandemic so i can't be doing half the things i want to do because working with children means you need to be you have to get every flu shot and every vaccine possible on the planet and we haven't gotten a vaccine for like the biggest thing that we need to be dealing with right now so it's like this whole i need to get everything done i need to be learning how to present at conferences i need to learn how to talk more i guess this podcast is helping but i need to be adulting at this moment but i'm a child in this moment so this is not working this isn't going to plan so the stressor is something i haven't dealt with it yet and it's something i need to learn how to deal with so basically we are both concerned about the fact we have a goal for when we are about 27 28 yes. but in order to get there we have steps to take let's start <laughs> literally yesterday wow. yeah <laughs> like they should be in motion wow love that we are the same person but this is why we are bubs all right yes. now that we get this bub love fest going i think yes. mine is similar but also not so basically nice i think my biggest stress right now is the pressure of feeling like I need to know exactly where my life is going. Like I have, the problem is I'm so invested in multiple different options that my career could possibly take. Like I'm studying public health and health administration right now, but there are like three or four things that I could possibly go into. And the fact that it's junior year and I haven't figured out which one I'm most invested in is a little bit concerning because I have to prepare myself to, first of all, figure out which one I'm most invested in, but then make sure that the other options are backup so I have to prepare for all different paths so it's it's a little similar but at the same time I still need to figure out exactly how I'm narrowing things down or if I want to do a combination of the two and how like schooling would work in terms of grad school and what kind of job experience I would need and research experience so yeah so you need like a plan a through Z. Yeah. <laughs> and an A, A, and an A, B, and an A, C. Oh, yeah. That's valid, though. Yeah. That's completely understandable. It. But you're getting your degree at the moment, which is two the number degrees. one thing. You're getting two On degrees. Yeah. The number one thing yeah. you can be doing at the moment. So, shout and out also to throw back to our previous episode about college experiences when we said it's never too late to meet people it's also never too late to start working towards your goal because we've heard i mean i think we've all heard stories about 45 50 even 60 year old people just deciding to go back to school after Mm -hmm. working for so long you know and they they just want to and it's they earn a degree but they're not the conventional age that a college student normally is Mm -hmm. and I mean, their life still works out great. They honestly, I think they get better grades than us most of the times because they genuinely <laughs> like learning and mm-hmm. we're stuck learning. So <laughs> you got, basically what I'm trying to say is you got it and you should not stress because you have all the time in the world. Yes. At yeah. least you're doing what you love, you know? You're doing like yeah, multiple things exactly. that you love. You're not like forcing yourself to get like a bio major. <laughs> No, I I want to follow that up by saying that I am a bio major by choice. (laughs) I am also a bio major by choice. But there are many people who are bio majors because they think that is their best option. Okay, continue. Okay. I guess since we're going long-term stressors here, mine is also kind of along the same vein. Um, (laughs) I guess we are all dealing with the same thing right now. But mine is not as specific because 
I'm just not really sure what I want my future career to be yet. Which so, is, you know, which I makes sense. Got... You're just starting off your college career, so you have you have the time. I have time to try things out, but then I don't know what to try out, or I'm mm-hmm. like, I should apply for these things. I should try out these things. But we're online, and also I'm just nervous to talk to people. <laughs> That's a mood. Aww, yeah, that is. So it's really hard right now, especially. I was talking to my sister today about this too, but. You know, life is still moving on, but we also are in a standstill because mm-hmm. in terms of getting the opportunities that we would have in a non-COVID world and being able to network the way we want to, there's not a lot of room that we have in order to do that and to keep making those connections in order to then take advantage of the paths that we want to and setting ourselves up for getting the experience that we want to. So it's, it's yeah. a little difficult, but we're all figuring it out. Yeah, we'll and there. I think it's important to also remember that future employers will likely recognize that this is a difficult time Mm -hmm. and like it's still stressful because you're like well even though it is a difficult time people are still doing things and Mm -hmm. it's like yeah but there are still so many more people that aren't and most of the time if people have opportunities right now it's because one they already had it or Two, they have connections and it just worked out for them and what you need will work out for you eventually. As long as you don't just sit back and you're like, well, it's a pandemic, what can I do? (laughs) Like as long as you're still putting effort Mm-hmm. doing your best that is what is important yes for sure yeah i think my biggest stressor which is something that i've been stressing about my whole life is not comparing my success to other people's success as a pre-med student it's hard not to look at others and feel like you should be doing more and i used to be like down on myself on why i wasn't better at public speaking or just getting like all A's in high school, like straight A student in high school. I think what comes with that is that I just have to understand that everyone's path is different and I have to make sure I'm just focused on myself. Since I've come to college, I've become more ambitious and hardworking Mm -hmm. and I know what I want to do in the future. I just have to make sure I strive for opportunities. Yeah. So proud of you, Sana. Look at you taking your stressor and then learning how to grow with it. She said... Introspective. She said introspective. <laughs> <laughs> no, she said self-aware. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. I think it's human nature to compare yourself because we also have really high standards for ourselves. So mm-hmm. it's very easy in a high competitive climate to compare yourself and say, well, someone else is you know, doing better than me. But mm-hmm. you don't know the full story, but you, you're also doing all the right things by focusing on yourself. And I, we all see how hard you work. I see how, how hard all of you work. Mm-hmm. And so although it's very hard for me to tell myself that sometimes it's very upsetting when I see you guys get down on yourselves because I see all the effort you put in. So yeah, which is why I think it's important to remember that while we are our own worst critic and that we need to be kinder to ourselves at the same time, it helps to have that environment Mm -hmm. of people around you who will support you whenever you don't feel like supporting yourself. Oh, point to you guys. (laughs) Yeah, because as cliche as it is, you guys are my biggest supporters. So like, shout out to you. Thanks. I'm here for. I'm tearing up. Sweet. Hashtag time to get emo on you. Self care is pen pod recordings and study meetings. Yes. Yes. Our Zoom call. Honestly, yeah. It's the one hour beforehand trying to get (laughs) (laughs) self care. It is. 
I think another reason why it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to people that seem to be doing better than us, seem to have more success than us, is because those people are, they're so much more in the light, so to speak. Yes. So they're just so much more visible than yes. people that are struggling with the same things that we're struggling with, or even people that aren't as motivated as us, aren't doing as much as us. And so we tend to only focus on the people that are, in our eyes, doing better than us, you know? And mm-hmm. so if you're always comparing yourself to that person that's one-upping you just by a little bit without even knowing, then yeah. it's so easy for yourself to not realize that you're looking at five people that are mm-hmm. a little bit closer to that finish line and mm-hmm. you're missing out on the 50,000 people that are in the same spot as you and like yeah. the 100,000 people that are literally one step behind you. So mm-hmm. I think it's something yeah. that we all need to remember at times, which is why it's so good to have people around you and it's so good to just talk to people mm-hmm. whenever you're feeling stressed out or whenever you're feeling down because sometimes you can think irrationally and it's really easy to think irrationally when mm-hmm. you're thinking bad things about yourself mm-hmm. so to have someone be like okay you're actually not thinking straight at all you are not focusing mm-hmm. on the right things look at how much you've done not don't keep looking at how much you haven't done like yes. this mm-hmm. you need these people to be telling you how to look at the glass uh, half full mm-hmm. yes you just spit straight facts yep. i did speak a lot so i apologize yeah, <laughs> you're completely right that's no, no, such an important thing yeah. to remember it's so crazy to realize you're comparing yourself to so many people but you don't realize who's comparing themselves yeah. to you you know yeah. and like there are probably people out there but you don't you don't realize that mm-hmm. yeah i think i'm still trying to work through that stressor i know i said something along the lines of that at the end of the college experiences episode about doing things by your own book and trusting that that's the best you can do but I'm still working on that because a lot yeah, of the time it's easier said than done it mm-hmm. is it is easier said than done I think I'm I'm very quick to assure other people but it's hard to apply it to yourself which is pretty much applicable for anything but I'm especially this year I think it's a little easier in some ways being in an environment where when you're studying you're around people that you can trust like my roommates or when I'm on like a call with you guys so even when I feel really down or I didn't get the best grade on a test or I feel like other people are doing better in a class I'm always in a like physical environment that I can trust people that I'm around to tell me that I'm that I am doing my best and that they can see directly that I'm putting in the work that I'm supposed to be putting in and that there's a reason I like I feel like that because I'm holding myself to a high standard but it's not always a healthy way of thinking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I do agree that being online kind of I don't know if it's helped, but lessens the amount of yeah. That's the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're not in that physical classroom, surrounded by all these people who are doing the same things, but also not doing the same things mm-hmm. as you. Like once you leave the call, like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more so for me because I didn't know a ton of people that were in my classes or what they were doing yet, anyways. Mm-hmm. But you know, one example is comp sci classes. Every time I took them in high school, it would be a lot of like a lot of guys who had somehow been coding for years and they always knew what was going on. But that meant the rest of the class, we just never properly learned because the teacher had to find a balance between us and them. Right? <laughs> and I would always be like, how am I ever gonna learn? Like, how can I major in comp sci if I literally don't know how to code? But you know, coming, starting online suddenly, 
I was fine. You know, it, it was it was not as bad as I had thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And part of that is probably because I wasn't seeing all these other people who were coding in like 10 different languages. <laughs> it's like, hey, I know what yeah. I'm doing in this class. So like, I'm just doing my best. Yeah, it's a combination, I think, of reminding yourself, like Shreya was saying, it's just always constantly reminding yourself about you are in your life and it is your journey to your end goal. And you cannot compare it to anybody because that's not going to help you. And Mm -hmm. encouraging an open conversation with people you trust, not to the point where you're like, hey, so this is the exact breakdown of my grades. Like, you don't have to do that. (laughs) But like talking to each other and being like, hey, I'm really struggling right now. Do you have any like tips for how to study for this kind of exam? Like that kind of thing is very important to have and feel comfortable to have. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this a bit in a previous episode too, when we talked about how being in this unfortunate situation where most everybody is in some sort of lockdown or quarantine, it means that much more if someone reaches out to you. And if you're Mm-hmm. being in touch with a person and I think that added I don't I don't even know what to call it just the fact that you know that this person is reaching out to me because they actually genuinely care about me that discussion has just opened up to so many more people now I feel like yeah mm-hmm. all right so from what I remember us talking about so far I think a big thing that we've all done to help us deal with anything that stresses us out in life is talking to other people sp- specifically people that we are close to, people that we feel comfortable being vulnerable with. So I want to know, and this wasn't, so this was mostly in the past year, but I think it'd be really cool for us to talk about what we've done, not only last year, but what we've done in the past in general, or maybe what we would like to do in the future, or we what we're doing now, maybe when it comes to practicing self-care, because we know that practicing self-care is very different for every single person. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost never the same. So I think it'd be really interesting for us to basically compare notes and see what we do, anything little or big that we do to indulge in ourselves. Um, I like to take showers because <laughs> long showers, okay, I don't, I don't try to waste water, but I like the idea of stepping in the shower and just rinsing myself off of a tiring day and just having so many thoughts in my head, just organizing those thoughts. It's just... A shower is just a good place to do it, you know? Yes, yeah. That is a form of self-care that I practice. Mm that I should practice. I mean, you gotta <laughs> <laughs> No, like kind of related to showers. I always wash my hair after a big exam mm-hmm. because it's kind of like I've been keeping all this information stored at the very forefront of my brain. And now that I've given it all out, I can like wash it out. Not completely because That's it's all so symbolic. the final exam. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love that. But just like, <laughs> you got to be careful though, because depending on your soap, you're going to scrub it all away and then you're just going to One other thing that I consider self-care is maintaining boundaries. And I didn't see it as self-care at first, but then it became the most obvious to me during my first semester at college because my sweet mate and I were not best friends but we became really close like as we roomed together and we'd heard a lot of horror stories about friends who would become roommates and then it wouldn't like work out and they'd like get into this argument because like being friends with someone and living with someone is are like two very different things and we didn't want that but we were lucky enough that we weren't roommates since we were sweet mates we each had our own room and while we spent a lot of time together because we were the same major and we had a lot of the same classes every day if we were like hanging out 
one of us would be like, okay, I think I'm just like gonna go to my room now. And we never had to give each other explanations if we like just weren't in the mood to hang out anymore. If we were just done with that, we were done with that. And that's something that I think helped us maintain our friendship while living together but also it helped me understand my limits and it helped me use it in other friendships as well so then I don't feel bad because I've always historically felt bad whenever I cancel on someone Mm -hmm. because the reason will be I just don't feel like hanging out like that didn't feel like a valid reason for so long but recently I've started letting that be a valid reason because yeah. it is like if your social battery is up it's up like you can't always control that mm-hmm. and again it comes back to surrounding yourself with people who understand that so like with you guys sometimes I'll be like okay I'm gonna go now <laughs> and like that's it you don't have to mm-hmm. and we're just like okay bye good night mm-hmm. yeah good night love you like <laughs> I kind of rambled on a bit but I think that's important yeah for a lot of people to maintain for your own sanity. I think it also ties into knowing when to protect yourself from someone who's being rude or someone who's mm-hmm. blatantly yeah. expressing emotions that like you are inside you're offended by but you don't want to say out loud. Like standing so, up for yourself. Like standing right. up for yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Standing up for yourself is a form of self-care yeah yeah for yeah. sure that's what i was gonna say that's another one where you don't like see it as self-care when you think of self-care mm-hmm. but it's actually just you standing because self-care at its mm-hmm. core doesn't necessarily mean i mean a form of it is you know carving out time to really prioritize yourself and your health but self-care at its core is all about putting yourself in a place where people around you know what you're worth mm-hmm. go off <laughs> Kind of going back to the kind of self-care that we practice individually, something that I've been doing pretty daily is writing stuff down in my happy journal. That's something I've had it since 2018, but I only started really using it last year when lockdown happened. And I started writing down little happy things that were happening on a daily basis, whether it was watching a movie or watching Harry Potter bloopers or baking something, anything that really highlighted that day, just because everything was changing so suddenly. And I wanted to look for like the positive things that happen on on a daily basis. Um, And then it kind of turned into something that whenever I was feeling happy, um, especially when I found out that I got into my public health program, because that happened at the very beginning of lockdown last year, I wrote a page about how I was proud of where I was at and I marked it down and I put a little sticky note on it. So I was like, this is my why. So whenever I feel like I don't know why I'm so stressed and why I'm putting myself in a position where I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I always go back to that page and like read it because I remember how happy I was when I wrote it. Oh, that makes me really happy. That's so cute. Look at past you doing future you a favor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's the cutest thing. I love that. I think that's a really important technique to practice. And it doesn't have to be as like established as writing in a happy journal. I think the the first step that you're taking already is trying to remember one good thing that happened each day, no matter how big or small. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great first step for anybody to take. And yeah. I also started writing gratitude in there too. I know that's a thing that a lot of people have done, but I started writing those like at the end of each page or each day that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And you cannot count how many times all of you are in the gratitude section oh, yeah. of the we journal. Made it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh. gratitude 
provides happiness as well. Mm-hmm. So it comes hand in hand completely. It does. Anything that helps you, that leads you away from negative thoughts and negative mm-hmm. feelings is a step yes. in the right direction. I think that's at the core of practicing self-care. It's just making sure that you're not overcome by any negativity. But at the same time, I think it's equally important to acknowledge any negativity that is in your life. Oh, for sure. Especially self-imposed yeah. negativity. <laughs> because like we've already said, you are all almost always your worst critic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth understanding where this negativity and pessimism for yourself comes from. Yeah. Just so you can find some way to channel that into something that is more positive and will motivate you to be whatever you want to be, whether that's just better or happier or yeah. anything, you know? It's equally as unhealthy to only focus on the positives. There are definitely yeah. some days that I've been like, well, today is not the day that I really want to write something happy in here because I want to reflect on why something negative happened and what I was feeling about it. So it is it is equally important to make sure that you're focusing on dealing with those negative thoughts too because it's only human to feel like that sometimes. I definitely have days where I have all these goals that I set where I, this is what I want to get done today. I'm going to be productive mm-hmm. by doing X and Y and whatever. But at the, like something is just off about the day sometimes and yeah. I come to the end and I haven't really done what I want. And I think I've started giving myself more space to be like, you know what, it's okay. I, every mm-hmm. day is not going to be perfect. And just acknowledging that yesterday wasn't great, but you know, maybe I just needed the time to relax and then, you know, take go to sleep, get good sleep. And then tomorrow's a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Just because your big goals may not have been completed in that one day, taking a step back and looking at what you did finish. Sometimes I realize you've done more than you thought you did, you know? It's yeah. like maybe one day I was like, I'm going to finish like these two projects and I'm going to start studying for this thing. And I don't finish one of the projects. And then, but you know, I still got progress on that. Yeah. I Maybe I read a book or I practiced piano that day. And that's still an accomplishment mm-hmm. in itself. Yeah, I think another thing that I do for self-care is if I know how I'm feeling, I need to let my, sometimes I need to just cry. If I feel like I need to just let out a few tears, I will always go back to my trusty old little woman (laughs) 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 And this is not a surprise to any of you guys here, but there's always the last few chapters of Little Woman that'll make me Mm -hmm. cry on command, basically. Or... (laughs) I'll try to watch a movie that has made other people cry. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I need to just take my mind off of stuff. Maybe I don't need to think about how stressful life is. So maybe I will decide to listen to music or play music myself Mm -hmm. and try to be productive in that way. Or like, I think I clean a lot. So yeah, if that you guys ever, like something you would do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like if I'm ever upset. This happens when I'm upset, mm-hmm. like angry, upset, that type of stuff at the world, myself, other people. I will just you'll my room will be spotless, <laughs> my apartment, house, whatever will be. If it's sparkling clean, you'll know it's because I was upset like an hour. <laughs> and then now I feel like my life is in order because my room is just cleaner. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just try to distract myself again by talking to people yeah Mm -hmm. and so I think it's really knowing what you need in that Mm -hmm. moment and Mm -hmm. doing as much as you can to give yourself you like you need to support yourself basically that's that's the biggest thing so don't do stuff that will not help you yeah Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to 
incorporate activities in your life that recharge you, you know? Yes. And um, really help you process your emotions. Something that I do that I've mentioned before is dance. And I've done that a lot these past two, three years. And that's just simply like picking up a random choreo and practicing it. Dancing kind of helps process those emotions without having to speak anything to anyone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just a way that I like to express myself better. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there will be a problem that you can't always control. Like it's not in your hands at all. Yeah. Um, And it's not healthy to just ignore the problem and create distractions for yourself. Uh, It's more healthier to process your emotions in that time and make sure you talk to someone. And I think in the long run, that will improve your mental health and just taking small strides towards that will help make sure that your problem is solved. No, that's very important. Yeah. While it's valid to like need to step back and ignore it for like just a moment, it's also equally as valid to like step back to it because you do need you need closure. Yes. Closure, yeah, yeah. No, if anything happens in your mm-hmm. life and coming back to it is the only way to get that, but doing so in a healthy way where you're not overwhelming yourself is what mm-hmm. is important. Something else I always I also tell myself when I'm feeling really down, which is it I feel like I used to think it was selfish, but it helps me realize that there's more in a day than like my thoughts. I always tell myself that the sun rose for me today because it, oh i love that wow. it helped it helps me i don't know what it is i think it just triggers a to, for me to find my why in that day like i know i have an overarching like this is what i want to do i want to help mm-hmm. people but to find something that day that makes me feel like that yeah i don't have anything specific that i tell myself but it's more of a i put myself into a situation and i know that this is gonna sound really i think gen z and like tiktoker-esque <laughs> i basically view myself as the main character mm-hmm. i don't know if it, i don't know if you get you know like Lion. it sounds really it sounds yeah. really peak, but like it's wow. i've been doing this before tiktok made it a thing i just want to know <laughs> I, I claim this first but i basically view myself as or try i try to tell myself that this is my story Mm-hmm. and kind of like how I read books and watch shows and watch movies and I am rooting for and normally I'm rooting for the main character I don't think there's <laughs> very it's very rare that I'm not rooting for the main character to be doing like to do whatever they want to be doing mm-hmm. so I always just tell myself that these thoughts are kind of like what happens in every book or in every movie or in every show mm-hmm. where yes this is like this obstacle that is placed in my way that i need to get over that i have to overcome and i will overcome it might not be today but that's because we're only a paragraph into the book and so yeah this whole chapter is not ending yet because it's a chapter and it needs a couple more pages to go down mm-hmm. um so that's what i like to tell myself just because i really love that yeah, I, really, I love like, that this is like you guys can connect. tell it's like yeah. your son rose for me today because you're the main character. Yeah. yeah. We're such nerds, straight. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can tell we just love to read. I mean, which is not a bad thing at all because we mm-hmm. do love to read. Yes. But I think it's just you are important and you need to keep telling yourself that. And I, that's mm-hmm. how I tell myself that I'm important, no matter how I'm feeling. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Yes. I think an important thing is to not compare yourself to what other people are doing yeah Mm -hmm. you're always growing and if you 
want to explore and practice new forms of self-care, I feel like that should be encouraged too. I think if you enjoy relaxing just in your bed or relaxing watching TV, you could try maybe meditation or yoga. Like maybe you will actually come to like it, you know? Yeah, I know we've reiterated a lot about the fact that self-care is different for everyone and that there are multiple different forms of it. But I think there's a common misconception that self-care has to be productive or channel productive energy and while Mm -hmm. some forms do do that it's not required that every form of it is supposed to because like we've been saying it's a way to prioritize yourself and your mental health and making sure that you're putting yourself in a place where you are demanding the respect and the treatment and reminding yourself that you're worth it and all the positive things because you as a human being deserve to feel that way full circle baby (laughs) <laughs> yeah this all just really circles back mm-hmm. <laughs> to the importance of discussions regarding mental health and mm-hmm. self-care because we as a society have started to have those conversations more yes. I, from my experience this is what i've i've seen and i really hope that we continue to have these be- just because we're never going to progress to a place where everyone feels confident or everyone feels comfortable talking about where they stand in regards to their mental health unless we start having those uncomfortable discussions mm-hmm. within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think our group is very lucky to to create this, this mm-hmm. open and judgment-free zone mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. So. I know for a fact that I will never be ashamed to be vulnerable in front of you guys. I really hope, like my goal for the future is that so many other people in the world, basically everybody else in the world, gets Mm -hmm. to experience the same comfort that I feel. Because like Shreya said, human being, like we as human beings don't deserve anything less than that. And that's so wholesome. It is really important. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's like applicable not even to just us. It's the whole Mm -hmm. world needs to, they need to be in on this. We need a little bit of healing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it goes, a small talk goes a long way, you know? Like hopefully this talk will, I mean, for me, I know that just hearing what you guys talked about when it comes to self-care, I will most definitely be implementing some uh, methods and practices that you guys have mentioned. So I think it's it's a worthwhile discussion to have that everyone should be having. Yeah, yeah. that's like, the I goal. Can't wait to, mm-hmm. I can't wait to wake up and just be like, the sun rose for me today. You know, yeah. like that's so empowering. I really love that. That is so empowering. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, guys, we could probably talk about this for hours, but we should wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really hoped you liked this episode. We love digging deeper into how we personally practice self-care, and we hope you all know that we're always here for you. And always remember that the sun rises for you every day. Yes! (laughs) And if you guys have any suggestions for what you'd like to hear us talk about next, or if you have any questions or just want to reach out to us, please feel free to contact us via our Instagram at the pen pod you can also reach us at our email which is thepenpod at gmail.com we will try to respond to you guys in a timely manner we hope you guys have a great weekend week day or whenever you're listening to this we love it if you tuned in again next week to hear us talk about our favorite rom-coms thank you guys so much for listening we love you bye, bye. bye.